Coming up, hope you have your robot points handy. We're ready for some Malloway action right now as we talk about stars and the 1986 Malloway figures right now on Transform University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Transformers University. This one here is episode number 76. And today, we're mailing away for some answers. We're going to talk about a toy that had not seen release in the U.S. till 1986. And we're talking a little bit about mailaways from the year 1986 and a little bit before as we get into stars. Now, before I get into the main content of the show... Just want to thank everyone who's been part of the Patreon and, and help supporting the show with our Amazon links, tfu.info slash Amazon. As you know, any of those links that you use, uh, anything you buy at Amazon thereafter, they send a little bit of money back our way. And if you're not uh, aware, and I think I mentioned this last episode, we also have a new Twitter handle for stuff like this. It's called at TF Deals, Transformers Deals. And what I'm doing there, uh, I am linking mainly to Amazon, but I will link to other sources uh, as they become available, especially as we head into the holiday season of 2019. Uh, Anytime I see something that's on sale, something that's discounted, uh, I'm tweeting it out. So make sure you follow at TF Deals on Twitter. So you can save some money as you're building up your collection. Now, this week's episode is one that actually kind of holds a real special place in my heart. So the stars set and even reflector to a, to a lesser extent, um, those are really important uh, to me as a kid. I still have my stars uh, command center, though it is really beat up for a piece of cardboard. And uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's okay. I'll explain everything that comes with it. But uh, uh, as I've mentioned with this show before, there's two types of approaches I take uh, when hosting the show and uh, when I'm experiencing things uh, in the context of the show. It's either something I've never experienced before or it's something that I've certainly experienced before and have uh, particular memories about. Uh, okay, sometimes I don't have particular memories about something I've already experienced as far as it goes with uh, Transformers lore, but that's when I try to find uh, great guests and folks to come and talk about their experiences, uh, especially growing up and things that they're emotionally attached to. And for me, the STARS uh, com- command center, as simple as it was, uh, was one of those things. Now, in doing my research for this, I realized that the Stars Kit was actually offered back in 1985, and I didn't cover it in the 1985 episode because uh, I was in the, under the impression that it came from 1986, but uh, we are covering it now. Now, uh, the Stars as a uh, concept, Stars as a concept, the acronym Stars, Secret Transformers, Autobot Rescue Squad, uh, actually originated in the mail away offer flyers that would come packed in with figures so in with the figure you would get your instruction booklet your tech spec decoder and your mail away catalog and they were doing this uh with the transformers line probably since 1985 and they built this very loose story about stars and this little boy well i guess not little boy but uh, this kid named johnny and there's a loose continuity to it i say Go to tfwiki.net and search out stars and check it out. Now, the one particular stars pack in uh, catalog 
I remember is the one entitled Have the Decepticons Defeated Us Once and For All? And this one features some beautifully painted artwork by Mark Watts. Uh, it has this kid, uh, who we presume is Johnny, reflected back in the uh, command center kind of glass, uh, reaching for a phone, ready to make that call to be like, hey, there's trouble. And uh, on the inset, there are great paintings of the... Uh, the figures available that year were Ratchet, Wheeljack, Sunstreak, Mirage, uh, and the Omnibots along with Thundercracker. Now, the art for Thundercracker was gatefold, so it was actually the, the next page of the pamphlet, and it was split down the middle, and you folded it open to find the Autobots underneath. But it was the underside of the jet, which is a very interesting way to approach art of Thundercracker. So it wasn't his robot mode, and it wasn't his jet mode as you would see it from above or you know on the ground it was overhead like you were looking up at it directly over you now as i said before that that kid on the cover was probably someone named johnny, Who is johnny? now the stars uh package was uh six dollars and fifty cents uh and i think two robot points or one robot point i don't know i didn't write it down uh it is totally available on the wiki uh and the stars setup uh came with uh, first, the most important thing, the STARS Command Center, sometimes called the Control Center. Uh, this was a cardboard playset. had a uh, sliding entry door on the left-hand side. It had a repair bay on the right-hand side, and it had a computer in the middle. And uh, it also had a second level uh, on the left and right side where you can actually put other figures on top. So it was essentially a playset or, um, yeah, or a set. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, companies now make the... the uh, inside of the Autobot ship. This was about the closest thing we had to that. There was also no phone as depicted as the on the art. Uh, when we see Johnny, Johnny on the cover in, in that reflection, there is no phone drawn on this kit. Uh, I'll definitely take some pictures of what mine currently looks like. It's missing, I think, the door, and it's, it's pretty uh, shredded up, but uh, it's so, still such a cool thing. And this was just a great way to kind of have like a set and a play set for your Transformers, which Transformers really didn't have. Um, as someone who grew up as a GoBots fan, GoBots had that. They had the Command Center and Thruster, uh, both of which were ships that turned into things, into bases where you could have your Transformers do things. And they had neat features like Thruster had an optical sensor that tripped an alarm and had a trap door. Uh, when you turned the throne that sent the guardian gobot that would be standing on the trap door into the jail. It would drop down to the next level. Um, you know, and that came from a long line of sets and play sets that were out at the time. Boulder Hill and Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain and Slime Pit. Um, and G.I. Joe had a ton of those things too, I'm sure. Transformers really did not. And so this little command center... Uh, as cheap as it was being just cardboard and printed cardboard, uh, really did serve that role. Um, as a kid, you combine that with a chalkboard and you use that as your computer screen and you're talking hours and hours of fun and adventure. Now, the other thing that was included, and this was the big selling point for me, was the tech spec manual. Now, you think it would be all of the tech specs up until that point, but it was not. Uh, it was a five, six-page booklet. Uh, six, I guess you can't have an odd number of, of pages in a book. Uh, but it was a six-page booklet uh, that featured on page one. Uh, on the inside cover, the story of uh, the planet Cybertron. 
detailing the, uh, the planet, the Autobots, and the Decepticons. And neat thing here is it says the war started with, and I quote, and this was like a title, the name of it, the treacherous attack of the Decepticons. Now that was, I guess, the day that would live in infamy. Uh, you know, that's Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, it's the that's a wordy title, uh, the treacherous attack of the Decepticons. It's even hard for me to say. Uh, the rest of the story, though, <laughs> follows out of uh, the Marvel uh, approach of. Cybertron being in Alpha Centauri and falling out of orbit and clearing a path through the uh, asteroids. I've detailed all of this in uh, my Marvel episodes. Uh, but then it does jump kind of back to cartoon continuity because it says Teletran 1 uh, is responsible for reviving both the Autobots and the Decepticons. So a uh, weird cross-continuity thing here. Now on page is two and three, we have a, a gatefold of the inside of the command center, basically telling you what everything is on that cardboard playset. So um, for a quick overview, and I won't go into all of them. Now again, there are some great high-res scans over on TF Wiki, so do go check those out. Uh, the repair bay can scan uh, robots and gives printouts <laughs> of repair directions. Printouts, yes. Uh, remember, this was made in the 80s where printouts made sense. Uh, so if your grandfather, like my father, um, prints out everything, then now you know why. Uh, you also find out that tools are stored in alphabetical order, which doesn't really seem like a good use of space. Uh, there's also the uh, communication central area where the control panel is also, uh, which must never be left unattended. Uh, it says specifically that a transformer must take over if you leave, you know, and I'm thinking in kid logic here, though I never did this, uh, that there was probably some kid somewhere that every time he was done playing had to put a transformer facing that thing to make sure it was manned at all times. Uh, it's also where the self-destruct button is. So uh, if you're wondering who's building in self-destruct buttons into everything, uh, clearly it's the Autobots because they put one in there as well. Uh, we also found out the primary entrance, uh, that the hatch is also a ramp. That's news to me. Uh, I've never used that hatch as a ramp, but I guess it could have been used as a ramp. There's also the security sector and the tech spec card catalog. Um, so above the computer, there was basically a little um, cardboard area where you could put tech specs in, and it should have lined up sort of to have uh, the tech spec decoder in the front, the tech spec behind it with the bar graph, or line graph, I should say, and the artwork uh, in another cutout on the left-hand side. The one thing they didn't factor into when they designed this is that none of the tech specs were the same size from package to package. So it didn't always work, and there were ones that were just much too big for the box, like Metroplex and uh, Omega Supreme, and I think Jetfire, too, was the, because it was on such a larger box, they made larger tech specs. Also reading this, I found out that the hatchway, the space between the door and the, the back end of this, uh, is booby-trapped with uh, immobilizing radiation and full instructions on what to do if that is set off. And then on the right-hand side at the top level, the place that I mentioned before where you can put smaller figures to kind of do, uh, to be lookouts, um, that was where air equalizers, so those were the vents. Uh, and then finally on page four, there were the actual tech specs in the tech spec manual. And these were Decepticon profiles, Megatron, Kickback, and Devastator. Uh, shortened versions of the tech spec bios, but they also had um, something very similar to what we would see in 1990, which we're a long way of getting way to. Uh, but those 
uh, are called power plans. Now, power plans were included in the Action Master line on the back. They were in addition to the tech spec, uh, called out little features on the figure or just pointed to things on the figure and gave them names. Uh, this does that for the Decepticons and also does it for the Autobots on page five, which were Omega Supreme, Snarl, and Inferno. Additionally, the set came with uh, an Iron-On Stars patch, which I know I have somewhere, and a membership card, which was lenticular, and I still carry mine in my wallet at the age of 41. Yes, I'm that guy. Uh, I'll post, I think I've posted a picture of it on Twitter, but I'll, I'll do it again. It's lenticular, it goes from Astrotrain, uh, I'm sorry, from Omega Supreme to Astrotrain. Uh, it's, it's weird. Uh, I don't know if the lenticular stuff still works on mine, actually. So that pretty much sums up the STARS package, and this was still offered uh, in following pack-in catalogs. Uh, additionally, there was a movie mail-away flyer. Now, I had never heard of this until I started researching for this episode. And uh, the one <laughs> the one that's featured on the wiki actually belongs to my friend Matt Kufalt. So if you're not a fan of Matt Kufalt and his art, uh, you should be. So please Google him. Matt Kufalt, K-U-P-H-A-L-T. And uh, check out his work. He usually goes by the screen name Jackpot, another Action Master reference. And uh, this was a weird thing. It was like the only time there was a direct mail uh, promotion with the Transformers brand. They literally mailed this to people's houses um, like you would normally get junk mail today. Um, it included a poster, which is some sort of weird half-hearted attempt at the movie poster, plus uh, instructions on how you can get other people to buy that same poster. Uh, there's also a one-page uh, sheet on here uh, in the style of the tech spec manual featuring uh, Prime, Megatron, and Unicron, plus information about, quote, the chosen one. Uh, the one interesting note in here is that uh, there's something referred to in here as the Autobot Matrix of Power. Yes, power, not leadership, not the creation matrix. The Autobot Matrix of Power, which I believe was a working name for the matrix of leadership in early versions of the script. Uh, another neat thing is the postage paid design on this is actually a box, and the boxes around it are made to make it look like a little robot. And from this uh, catalog, you could order uh, Optimus or Megatron, as well as Reflector. And this would be the first time Reflector would be available in the U.S. It was out in Japan in 1985. Uh, it was also a pre-transformer in the Microman line. But this would be the first time it's available in the U.S. And then it would show up in the following Stars promotional flyer. Now, the Reflector toy uh, is interesting because it is a holdover from Microman. And uh, it came out at a time where Reflector was being phased out of the series. He doesn't show up in Season 3. He doesn't show up. Uh, he might show up in the movie in the background. Uh, but he's not a major player. But the toy, just like the uh, the one in the cartoon features three robots, only they have individual names. Spectro, who's the red one, um, Spyglass, who's the blue one, and then Viewfinder, who's the middle one with the lens on, on his stomach. Um, if I remember this right, Spectro has the button on the top of his head as the shutter um, trigger, and Spyglass gets the flash cube on his head. Uh, that flash cube is also a missile launcher, though the spring was removed for safety reasons. One other interesting note about the toy being ported over, there's an undocumented feature on this. Again, something I didn't know until researching uh, this episode, and it's a toy I've had since I was a kid, is that the uh, lens piece that goes over uh, viewfinder in camera mode, which gives him a telephoto lens, actually goes over his gun in robot mode. Uh, and for those of you who may not be familiar with this toy, 
Hasbro released uh, their new Siege Reflector in these colors as a San Diego Comic-Con, um, I don't want to call it exclusive, but uh, a San Diego Comic-Con release this year in 2019. And overall, the, the 86 toy, it's kind of basic, but it is uh, the one representation of Reflector we would get uh, other than the decoy <laughs> through 1986. And so it is the only transforming reflector we would have for a very, very long time. And that will do it for this episode of Transformers University. Once again, if you want to help out the show, the easiest way to do it uh, is to join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash TFUinfo. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get this episode at least 24 hours in advance, plus a whole bunch of other goodies at the higher levels. Now, if you can't do that and you still want to help out the show and you need to go buy something, as I mentioned earlier, our Amazon links are a great way to do it. TFU.info slash Amazon. will take you right to Amazon.com and then anything you buy on Amazon, including Transformers, uh, they will kick back a little bit to us. Now, lastly, if there's other ways you want to help the show, the site, the podcast, uh, there's, just, just be a part. Tell people about what we're doing here. Here's the places you can send them. Twitter, at TFU underscore info for all of our live event coverage, and that's where I hang out. So if you want to hear my views up to the minute on whatever's going on in the world of Transformers, that's the place to do it. Facebook, facebook.com slash TFU info, and Instagram.com slash TFU info. I post my desk bot nearly daily on these things. Um, so please go there, check those out as well. YouTube. YouTube.com slash TFU info. Please like, subscribe, ring the bell. You know how to do it. And of course, you can find this show and all of our other shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and of course on YouTube. So please like, subscribe, leave a review, leave a comment. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Finally, the website, www.tfu.info, world's longest running transforming toy archive. Next time on the show, we are going to go back to a topic that was a lot of fun last time around to do it. And that is covering the uh, kids stuff recordings and Ladybird books from 1986. Now, these were kids books that had audio recordings of them as well. So we will go and we will listen to some of the best moments from these books and cover the stories that are included in them. So until next time, I am your host, Anthony Bercali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. See ya.